Welcome back to another episode of the Two Bros Podcast and we are continuing our fitness series with uh, the second uh, pillar of fitness, so to speak. And we are going to discuss uh, mobility in this episode and joining me as always is uh, Big Brother. How are you, sir? Very well. Thank you so much. So, brother, let's get right into it. Now, what is mobility? I think there's a big uh, confusion about this whole topic. People tend to confuse mobility and uh, flexibility as such just give us uh, just enlighten us a little bit i'm glad you've asked me this straight off the bat uh, mobility is essentially that uh, you know as in a mechanical uh, system your load bearing joints they retain the capability of uh, you know not failing under stress that that is mobility uh, flexibility uh, is a generic term it is uh, sort of synonymous with, you know, the ability to touch your toes or do a split or, uh, you know, touch uh, your uh, shoulder blade with your hand. You know, that sort of thing is confused as flexibility. Whereas mobility is essentially, uh, when I say mobility, it's uh, that your body's critical joints and the systems that support those joints uh, remain in good shape. Understood. So now how do we go about, uh, you know, working towards our mobility? Now, the good thing is that India is uh, pretty well placed. Uh, Unlike, you know, our dietary systems, actually our uh, mobility practices are pretty much what the world has adopted. Uh, To be specific, stuff like Surya Namaskars and yoga, yoga asanas, etc. These are the things that, uh, you know, are great for an individual's mobility. All right, understood. So essentially, what what, what part of the body are we focusing on uh, when we're talking about mobility? So mobility is really all the joints that bear your load. So you can, uh, you know, worry about uh, wrists, for example, for desk-bound individuals. Wrists uh, are very important, you know, when you're typing, using the mouse, when you're handling a smartphone, all of that. Uh, Elbows, shoulders, and more importantly, you know, your hips and your knees. Those are your main load-bearing systems. So now how do we go about it? Is it, it, uh, uh, you know, does it involve... Uh, let's say exercising the joints or does it involve you know lifting weights as such like tell tell us how do we go about improving our mobility in these uh, areas i'm glad you've asked me this so now it gives us an opportunity to sort of decode this and deconstruct this a bit you know because when you start talking to doctors and experts about mobility you get lost in a cloud of you know gluteus maximus and your uh, anterior cruciate ligament and your it band and your scapula and you know all of that now you don't need to be an orthopedic expert what you need to understand is that your main load bearing joints remain in good shape so it's a mixture of rem- of ensuring that they remain mobile you know, so mobile is essentially a range of motion. Mm-hmm. So, for example, as a kid, if you could swing your leg like a pendulum from 90 degrees up in the front to 90 degrees in the back, can you do that now? Mm-hmm. That is a test. If as a kid you could, you know, uh, lunge forward and pick up a piece of paper from the ground, which was, let's say, three feet away, can you do that now? You know, if as a kid, your left arm would go behind your back and touch your right, uh, you know, uh, shoulder blade and you could do it from uh, above your shoulder and below your shoulder. Are you still as limber? All of these are are essentially uh, tests to check if you have the same range of motion. So this essentially brings us uh, to a point where I would, from what I've heard, I can tell that yoga would be a big uh, 
boost in uh, in mobility isn't it yoga is definitely one of the best things out there which is why the west has adopted it so much and you know it's it's ironic that uh, this is a concept that started out in india it's thousands of years old and now the west has adopted it to the point where yoga influencers make billions of dollars uh, you know in the west now what they've done very well and they do this uh, very well indeed as a rule is that they adopt the practice and they make it they localize it so you know uh, the whole gymming culture started out from the west and what yoga has done is that instead of coming in as a very soft form based practice it has turned into this semi intense um you know flow based practice wherein you instead of focusing on oh i'm going to do this one asan right now and then i'm going to do this another asan next instead of that you just flow from one movement to the other now what what happens then is for example you go from uh, you know in a typical surya namaskar you go from uh, a plank to a downward dog to you know uh, a serpent's pose and so on and so forth uh this combined with multiple movements like let's say tree or you you know you stretch up or you bend down and then you go back and you do cat cow all of this becomes a flow a smooth flow so there is no point in this entire flow when some part of your body or the other is not under load and that is what helps in overall mobility all right understood now let's come back to let's come to uh, you know particular uh, areas of the body now one of the biggest complaints that uh, you hear from uh, a lot of people who uh, take up running and myself included like if you run long distances and uh, you know i would say you're ill prepared or even if you're not ill prepared the running form at such you end up hurting your knees and they really you know ache and pain for uh, a while even if you're running like for instance yesterday i ran my my uh, i ran 2 kilometers after a very long time and this is after cycling for almost a week and consistently doing 15 odd kilometers i still got that knee pain again now what these are things which you know uh, maybe discourage people uh, to an extent you know to take up uh, fitness because it hurts so how do you uh, circumvent this problem you know i would like to share an anecdote with you here ages ago i uh, went to an orthoped because i was worried that i had a stress fracture in my shin mm-hmm. okay a stress fracture for the uninitiated is when there are micro cracks in your bone now all this happened primarily because i was looking to go too fast too soon okay so as a result what do you do you've to got to come you've got to cover distance in lesser time so what do you do you either turn your leg over quickly which means you try and hit the ground more number of times per minute or you increase the length of your stride hmm. now to many beginners the turnover is very very difficult to do so what they end up doing is increasing the length of their stride inadvertently they won't even realize it and they'll do that so that's what i was doing and i went to a doc and he told me to give up running altogether and he said you know just do cycling but that's the notion of fixes that are are uh, we are unfortunately embroiled in so to answer your question you know knee pain i'm no expert okay it can happen for a variety of reasons but essentially what you got to figure out is if the surrounding area is strong enough which means your quad which is your big muscle in the thigh is that strong enough is your calf strong enough are you landing with your foot straight under your head or is it going out you know in in an overstride 
so that you know the stress is sort of getting uh, transmitted from your heel up to your shin all of these are factors that may result in knee pain and more often than not what happens is that uh, a load bearing uh, exercise like running is uh, you know almost uh, contrary to the need for adding mobility like uh, through practices like yoga so running makes you stiff and to counter that you have to include mobility in your regime I think that's a very good point and uh, it's a it's a common mistake that a lot of people make that they either they stick to one particular style of uh, you know working out let's say running for instance like they cover cardiovascular but they have no mobility they can't touch their toes they're stiff you know and this this area is completely neglected and now with the whole crossfit era that's come in you know the the focus is on uh, building an entire let's say ecosystem of A, a total fitness around your body rather than just focusing on one element you know that that is a change that i see a lot and it's coming in uh, uh, in india at least or around the world as well yeah you know mobility based regimes have to be important uh, there is an increased prevalence of arthritis and stiffness uh, you know metacarpal uh, syndrome uh, you know tennis elbow syndrome so all of these once again stem from our unhealthy lifestyle now mobility is something that everybody can do regardless of height weight age and you know conditions and mobility is something that you have to do so that you know you retain the you know the the zest or the ability to go out and enjoy your life well into your 60s and 70s in fact uh, you know at in your 30s itself you will start to sort of notice palpable visible changes between people who maintain mobility in their regime versus people who do not mobility has been shown to have a direct correlation to how much weight you maintain and put on or you know are able to lose and without mobility some of the other things become impossible in your later stages of the life okay understood that's a very good point now how do we go about uh, you know uh, working on our mobility give us give us maybe a few simple exercises uh, a few areas to focus on if you're a beginner at least uh, give us give us a few ideas the simplest thing the simplest way to go about it is to lie down on your mat on your back okay and focus uh and try and pull your spine so that all of it is in contact with the ground mm-hmm. that's the simplest thing to begin with that is essentially called activating your core okay so without getting into too much jargon the first thing you should do is be able to make your spine flat so that you know it it touches and it is in contact with the ground then your body will move you know almost intuitively you know you will say okay what can i do here okay maybe i can pull in one knee and pull it to my chest maybe i can do it with the other knee maybe i can cross my knee and try and touch it on the other side maybe i can splay my arms out you know all of these are intuitive things that come to us you know when you wake up in the morning and your arms stretch that is thousands of years of programming coming to you so you don't need to you know look at youtube videos to start your journey to mobility simply lying on your mat on any thin mat for 5 minutes in a day regardless of the time post meal pre meal etc is your is the start to uh, wakefulness to awareness and to mindfulness now once you start that and you know you get a reasonable sense of okay well, this works this doesn't this hurts this doesn't then you start with 
YouTube tutorials and there are ample out there. My personal favorite is Yoga with Adrian. Uh, she's a terrific uh, teacher and she has yoga for all levels on her YouTube handle. And we will put in a link for her uh, channel in the description for this episode. And that's a very good point that you mentioned earlier. Another thing people face is that they take up a challenge. And again, like we had mentioned earlier, they, they do try to do too much too soon. They end up injuring themselves or think, you know, it's too hard for me. I'm not cut out for it. And they give up and go back to their old uh, uh, lifestyle. So how important is limiting your own targets, your own expectations from yourself in these cases when especially when you're just getting started or for instance coming back from an injury uh, i'm glad that you mentioned the injury aspect and uh, a lot of people will relate you know uh, injuries can happen for a variety of accidents variety of reasons uh, you can get injured in sport you could get into an accident you could slip, fall, so many things can happen. And as you grow older, you can tear some cartilage, you can tear a ligament, you can tear some tendons, etc. You can limp around a lot. What people are great at is getting stuff fixed. Mm -hmm. You know, we have good doctors, a good medical system. My own injury was a grade three uh, ligament tear in my shoulder. So, uh, you know, essentially my collarbone popped clean out of my uh, you know, acromioclavicular ligament, which is the ACL, the shoulder joint. Mm -hmm. Now, it was great. You know, surgery was a breeze. Uh, three days in, you know, they put you under. It's an hour-long procedure and voila, you've got titanium support and you're all good to go. But it doesn't end there. Actually, it only begins there. You know, so whatever reason you got hurt, you know, maybe you went out for a run and you twisted your ankle. Maybe you uh, fell over. Maybe you've always had a weak sort of knee. The thing is, you've got to keep it mobile. Stiffness up to a point, you know, when your surgery, sort of surgical scars, heal your tissue, reforms, that is great. But after that, you've got to make it mobile. So I went through eight weeks of intensive rehabilitation, which was both myself and assisted through an expert. And only then did I feel confident to, you know, even get back to my regular regime. Another big issue that, you know, even experts sometimes are uh, guilty of is rushing in to get back to their former sort of shape. And, you know, you've got all these fads, you've got this cupping, you've got needling, you've got uh, myofascial release, you've got deep tissue massages. All of that is great. But if you yourself are not mindful of your body's mobility, all of that is just delaying the inevitable. Okay, understood. Now, this is this is a thing that I've this is a trend that I've noticed recently in a lot of friends of mine. Uh, they are like let's say in their early thirties, like I am, and they are getting these really really serious uh, injuries, like they're tearing up their ACLs and their uh, you know in their knees or in your case, like your case was different. Like you fell while playing football. Now, how does one prevent? Because these surgery, these uh, things, maybe on some extreme cases, require surgery as well. And the rehabilitation is really, really long. And for somebody who, let's say, works in an office, who has a nine to five, it gets really, really, uh, you know, difficult to manage with or with an injury like that. And because the period of uh, rehabilitation is so long. So let's say for a knee or a shoulder, how do I prevent these injuries? How do I strengthen myself? And what role uh, do weights play in this, uh, in, the, in the mobility uh, sphere? Well, that's an interesting question. And, you know, the relationship between strength and mobility is uh, like a DNA helix. You know, they don't 
they they sort of circle around one another and strengthening the other uh it is worthwhile mentioning here that you can't prevent an accident okay when it has to happen it will happen there are people who've torn their acls in road accidents so that can happen and you know for me it happened uh, while playing football a mindful change was that you know you you sort of once you take up the sport again you uh, move yourself out of the harm's way at least for the first few months so you take up a different role if you're a runner maybe don't look to recapture your earlier speed straight up you know if you're a weightlifter and you've torn something in your arms and your shoulders etc load bearing should start gradually so essentially a, an injury is a reset and you've got to treat it like that uh with your friends getting injured now acl uh, you know in particular you play football etc it's one of those joints that is is susceptible you know you play a contact sport it is high risk like you go for kickboxing you are automatically at a higher risk of tearing something in your knee and you know mma is becoming popular and people are going for crossfit and jumps etc you know all of these are high risk activities so if you're undergoing a high risk activity you have to be cognizant that you may pay now that shouldn't dissuade you that should just make you more mindful that this can happen and if it happens i'm going to be prepared to put in the work to get back to my strongest i for one say that after my injury i came back uh, strong because of my disciplined approach to rehabilitation and then slowly going back uh, you know to the paces i was running it i think the trouble with this is and this is just my opinion it is it is not something you can see or maybe even measure you know like a friend of mine uh, tore her acl while playing badminton now i really don't I I I like I can't quite picture it like how do you tear an ACL because that's the thing you can't really predict it like let's say you're a fit person your cardiovascular system's up to date you can't uh, you know you know you're not running out of breath when you're running or when you're playing a, a sport and you feel you're fine and suddenly that moment arises where you maybe land at a at an awkward angle or you put weight on your leg or something happens and then it just goes this this is something you can't really see or you know it you don't know if it's if it's a problem till it actually happens you know you can't really predict it and this is where uh, we will our, our third episode in this series will come in when we talk about strengthening all the support systems that uh, you know are essentially the lattices around your load bearing joint so your muscles uh you know your uh, you know the way muscular systems move when you sort of undergo exercise or something like running which is stressful uh this is the topic that will be covered in that episode okay understood and i think as always and we had mentioned this in our previous episode as well it is very important to know your limits to know your boundaries and listen to your body if it's uh, you know screaming out to stop then you might as well you know give yourself a break and then try again the tomorrow's another day and coming back from an injury especially and i'm i mean i uh, i'm a witness to that i used to run a 10k's for fun and now i'm like in a state where i really have to struggle and i have to really think and really prepare for months and months to hit a 10k uh but yeah the road to recovery is a long and arduous uh, journey it takes time it takes patience and the thing is if you if you uh, don't put in the work it's just going to it's just going to repeat itself and then that is another thing that can uh, you know discourage a person from taking up fitness again from a point where they were fit at one point to just completely giving up because uh, they get frustrated from this injuries and uh, the, the you know the coming back process 
And I remember reading a stat somewhere that I think it is as something as high as 85 to 90% of runners who run on a regular basis do experience a an injury to an extent where you know it completely brings them to a total stop and 85 to 90% uh, is a very high number you know and again it it boils down to patience it boils down to perseverance and putting in the effort putting in the miles and uh, slowly coming back to where you left it very pertinent stat there and uh, mobility and focus on mobility can reduce that percentage it can reduce the time that you spend recuperating uh, you know and staying away from your favorite activity and uh, especially when you uh, are playing a sport uh, later on in your 30s professional athletes do it so there's no reason why average uh, joes and janes shouldn't uh, and uh, especially when you kick up your cardio regime this uh, festive season it is very important to have a counter regime of mobility as well the simplest form is yoga and uh, it takes nothing to begin all right understood is there anything else you want to add to this episode brother i want to add one last aspect that injuries are a part and parcel of life and while we have no control over them we have a control over our mindset and our approach towards mobility uh mobility in some ways is a precursor to kicking up a cardio regime or a strength regime so everyone should be focused on that having said that mobility is not a substitute for cardio so like we emphasized in our previous episode doing yoga does not mean you are overall fit uh and it is very important for you to run for you to do any form of cardio it could be dance zumba it could be jumping jacks at home or burpees it could be skipping rope uh you know but extremely important to get your heart rate up in addition to mobility and i look forward to discussing the third pillar of uh, overall fitness with you uh, which is strength training all right golden words to live by there brother thank you so much yet again for taking the time out to discuss this with us with your valuable insight now as always we'll end this episode with a recommendation what do you have for us this time The recommendation is something that I'll repeat from our uh, conversation it is yoga with Adrian Adrian Mishler a wonderful yoga teacher who I had the good fortune to meet in 2016 took a class with her she is effervescent and she is universally friendly check out her youtube channel she's a superstar so uh, you know it's she she's uh, great for a good reason and she'll help you get started on your journey fantastic and i can vouch for that that these are videos that i have indulged in they're really really simple and they the good thing is that she she uh, lists out the difficulty level right off the bat there are videos for yoga for you know titled yoga for beginners and i found them really uh, easy to do and they were they were really guided and they really uh, helped me you know get my mobility back brother thank you so much for joining us and hope to see you on the next episode thank you and see you soon